It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Sports fans, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament is upon us, and it is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first-round upsets, or all of the above, my bookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past its loss to a 16 seed last year? And can Kentucky get back to the Final Four? Well, if you know the answers, or even if you don't, MyBookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, Mr. Multiple Bracket Guy. 
MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business. And the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. So bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code REALITY and you get a 50% sign-up bonus. That's right, a 50% sign-up bonus. All you have to enter in is promo code REALITY. And remember, with MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Hey, everybody. This is Stan Wangland, and welcome to Just Thinking with me, Stan Wangland. How are you doing this afternoon, this evening, wherever you are on the globe? It's good to have you listening to the show. And as I like to do every show, uh, each and every show, I speak to my producer and say, hey, buddy, how's the numbers? What's happening? And our show continues to get some traction and has a lot of folks looking at it and downloading downloading it and getting a lot of uh, things on Twitter and a lot of little messages coming in with people who like the shows. And man, God bless you. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that uh, because uh, even though uh, the show is raw and is unedited, uh, you know, for the most part uh, on anything else like that, it, it, you know, it doesn't happen without your support and without the good vibes that come from you or from me to you. Uh, that's my belief. And uh, again, I so appreciate it in all the new uh, places that people are watching the show. So thanks again. And if you have any comments that you'd like to make, uh, you know, send them to me directly. That's Stan Wangler, S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. You can check me out on Twitter at Stan Wangler. And please hit the subscribe button. Or if you have another message and you want to send it to the um, the actual uh, producer or myself, just hit the message um, feature and we'll get your comments, concerns, whatever. I hope you liked the uh, sh- uh, the uh, last show uh, that was done, something a little uh, on the lighter side, uh, you know, because I like to mix those things in there with some little folk wisdom and some humor. They're, they're a lot of fun and they're, they're real reminders for me. I was laughing with my wife about it. And I think I want to do a show and bring her on because she gives me grief all the time and was telling me the other day that uh, I do some t- I did some mansplaining to her. <laughs> and I said, wow, I- I'm, I- I- you got to fill me in more on what that is. I mean, I have a general idea what mansplaining is, but, uh, you know, from her perspective. And I said, what a great idea for a podcast. So I'm going to see if I can get the big boss out here on the uh on a quick show with me and have some fun with everybody and let her tell you all how I'm a mansplainer. Okay. <laughs> I'm always getting in trouble. I'm an old white guy and I'm mansplaining. Boo. Wow. Man. I, I, I'm in deep doo-doo, as they would say. Anyway, uh, what I was thinking about, uh, I've been a little bit under the weather the past couple of days, a little tiny uh, medical issue there, and uh, I've been watching uh, a little bit more television news than I care to. Uh, I usually, you know, keep posted on a lot of current events in a lot of different ways, but uh, of course the uh, terrible and tragic um, thing with the shooting in New Zealand, uh, you know, and we have that happening all the time in this country and, and in other places around the world are certainly a very violent, uh, to say the least. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't think that there's anything more to say 
uh, about guns and gun control and, and all that kind of stuff, except uh, you're either for just people having, uh, you know, free access to every kind of weapon available or you're into total exclusion of weapons and you shouldn't have them and uh, whatever. I don't know that I have any of those kinds of positions and, and for very good reason in my mind, and I wanted to share them with you. Uh, don't hate me, please, uh, but feel free to if I, uh, if I come across uh, with, um, with an opinion that might be different than yours or maybe in the middle or in a direction that you wouldn't anticipate from me. But uh, I, I know uh, several of my family members, you know, they'll start debating with me about this all the time. And uh, it's, you know, it's it's one that I think I have a very reasoned opinion on uh, about guns and people and, and why these things happen. And it really does tie into my profession, uh, you know, as being uh, uh, as being a psychologist and the early the earlier part of my career as working exclusively in mental health facilities, you know, emergency settings, uh, you know, places where people were confined involuntarily. Uh, which means against their will for psychiatric treatment or, you know, to serve out a sentence, uh, you know, under a mental health setting. And uh, you'd say, what the heck does this have to do with, with guns? Well, in my opinion, it has a lot to do with guns. Now, before I tell you my reasonings with that, I do have to, I want to give you a disclaimer. I'm not a gun owner. I live in New York State. Uh, I was a gun owner and a, and a, a gun enthusiast and a, and a handgunner and a reloader and all kinds of things like that uh, when I lived in Georgia. Uh, and I got into that through friends of mine who were, were shooters. I mean, like at a rod and gun club. And, and, and I was fascinated you know, by the weapons. I love things that blow up. So it was strictly for enjoyment. I'm not a hunter. I'm not opposed to people hunting humanely and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm not a handgun owner. Uh, I do understand and I do support the fact that people have the right to, to bear arms. Uh, and probably I think that's an important thing that we exercise that if we feel that it's necessary. Uh, you know, not with a, a Sherman tank, <laughs> but with uh, some type of contemporary, you know, allowable firearm that our culture allows us to do that. And, um, you know, that's my general feeling on things. Uh, but I'm not a gun owner. I'm not a member of the NRA. I understand why people do join the NRA like they join anything else. They, it's a, an organization that advocates for their point of view. Uh, I'm not one of the minute men, and, and I think that people who do, you know, that uh, are looking for, uh, you know, paramilitary uh, groups to uh, overthrow the government and tie that into gun ownership are a whole other thing. They're not about the general run of the 95 or 97 or 99% of gun owners who are safe and responsible people and, you know, purchase guns and they're fascinated by the way that guns operate and, and love to shoot them recreationally like I like fishing poles or bowling balls or other things like that. And, and that's just my belief and that's my experience uh, in things. Uh, I watch tutorials all the time uh, because I find it fascinating on bushcraft and gunsmithing and things about guns, uh, just on an interest level. Uh, and they're very fascinating. And what I realize when I do that is I realize that the vast majority of people, like on so many other issues, are horribly, horribly misinformed. They're misinformed as to what weapons really are, uh, what weapons are really out there, what weapons do what, and um, you know what you know what 
other types of weapons can do a similar or or almost similar or identical thing that's being done with high-grade military uh, weapons that are for sale. Um, so I think that, again, people, really the majority of people, unless they're into guns and understand guns, and I don't pretend to be a gun expert, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, the same way they don't know what they're talking about with Social Security or Medicare or Medicaid or anything until you, you get Medicare or Medicaid or Social Security or needed, those kinds of issues. So uh, I hope this, this show will be an enlightening one uh, for folks on that from a couple of perspectives. Now, let me get back to my original point of why I think psychology has an important part of this. Well, because for every gun, for every rock, for every knife, uh, and by the way, I, I do shoot, uh, shoot a compound bow. I love that. And I'm deadly with it. I'm no kidding around. Uh, the learning curve for anybody is very quick and very rapid. And uh, there's, there's a million uh, or at least dozens of kinds of uh, sport implements or things you can find in nature that can kill and hurt people and uh, that, that, you can, you know, that you can perform a lot of harm on a lot of people or an individual person in a hurry quite easily. And uh, I guess I'm from the old school and thinking that ultimately it's not the weapon necessarily, although some weapons go over the line uh, with different things, but it's the person behind them. And behind the person is the culture and the information that that person is getting in their head, their perceptions about things. And then I'll add another overlay for you folks uh, that I think is going to be very helpful that you already know in terms of common sense. There's a certain number of people who, for lack of a better term, are crazy or sociopathic or are mentally ill uh, or are uh, out of touch with reality or in touch with another reality which doesn't fit the mainstream reality. And regardless of what the hell is out there, they're going to try and do something bad for whatever reason to meet whatever crazy need or statement that they're trying to make. Now, I've been a psychologist for over 42, almost 45 years, and that has been my experience my entire life, whether it be people performing all kinds of behaviors badly or beating up people or spousal abuse or whatever it is. It's always a question of attitude and value, mental health, um, uh, misperceptions about the world, bad training, uh, cultures of violence. It, it, there's always these correlated features. And you can't cut somebody's hands off if they're beating the hell out of their husband or wife or kids. And it's the same thing that I think we think that we're going to do with weapons. You know, and uh, I want to give you an example. Early on in my career as a psychologist, when I worked at the Georgia Regional Hospital at, at, uh, at Augusta, I was asked to uh, help evaluate some kids who had been um, young adults, actually, but they were, you know, in their teenage years heading to adulthood, I was asked to uh, do some evaluation as a psychologist with other psychologists and the psychiatrists on some children who had been involved in the canal murders that were quite famous down there. And that were, they were three kids who took a person down under one of the canals and for no apparent reason just shot him and killed him. And, uh, you know, I, I did the evaluation on the kids and some of the, uh, you know, projective testing and personality testing that was required at the time. And I did a very, very good job. As a matter of fact, the superintendent of the hospital was quite pleased with my work uh, with that. And I can remember it. It wasn't the first time I had met people who murdered people. 
and I and and, and it certainly wasn't the last. Where people hurt people horrifically, and uh, the one thing that was stunning in the interview that I'll never forget when I was asking the the, the kids, and one of them was a girl, what she remembered most. She said, "Well, and why they did it." She said, "Well, there was no particular reason. We just thought it might be a you know something we wanted to do and." Uh, um, you know, my reaction was I can remember hearing the gun pop and it was like in a, um, like something in a movie or a cartoon, like a pop pop. And she said, and then it reminded me of like a, uh, an old cartoon and I started laughing. And I said, you started, you know, you started laughing. Now, again, I was a young man. I, had, I hadn't seen that level of what we call sociopathy or lack of compassion for other people. Uh, and she just looked at me, you know, just with a blank face she wasn't you know drooling at the mouth or crazy or anything she says yeah i just really thought it was funny just like i'm giggling with you and nervously well it was quite enlightening and i'll never forget i'm actually going to do a podcast with the same title but not pertaining to this one thing sitting with my my dear friend who was a very experienced psychologist i rather psychiatrist and he said, Stan, what do you think? You did really great testing. I liked your work. What did you think overall of them, about them? And I said, one of the truest things that I'd like to, to throw out to all of you today when you're trying to figure out and understand why people do what the hell they do, sometimes that's horrific. You know, whether it be in World War II and, you know, the Bataan Death March, March and people are chopping people's heads off and, you know, the guy was a friendly Japanese gardener, you know, and now he's lopping people's heads off or, you know, Germany in World War II and, uh, you know, people are in the SS and they're taking their neighbors and putting them in gas chambers. It's like, what in the hell is going on with things? But here's the thing that I realized with this particular young gal and her pals, and I bet you is the case with most of these other folks. I, I can't speak, I can't paint with a broad brush, but I'll, I'll give you a good guess. And I think your common sense will tell you. Besides having a dark heart and a, such a uh, uh, distorted perception on the world and a lack of empathy for people, that's a given. What I realized is that some people are just a wrinkled pea. I'll repeat that. They're a wrinkled pea. And if any of you remember from high school, you studied Mendel, Gregor Mendel, the monk, and remember cross-pollination and the basic stuff that you would get on genetics. Uh, if you're a farmer, if you're in the middle of the country, or you're in upstate New York here, you're, you're farming, you're raising cattle, you certainly understand Mendel and his peas, the fundamentals of genetics, how you can get better attributes into animals, how you breed them by their genetics. Well, what Mendel would find is he'd get all these beautiful peas, but every once in a while, even though he was breeding a certain way that he thought it was going to come out, you'd get a mutant pea, and it would be a wrinkled pea. And this is what I'm throwing out to you, ladies and gentlemen, and I think it should make you feel better. Um, not more scared. We have a huge population in this country. We have a lot of things going on, but we have hundreds of millions of people and like anything else, there's a thing called statistics. And statistically, there's a number of people who are going to be wrinkled peas. And you can take all the guns away. And you can see in England, the guy rode down and was running people over with a car and stabbing people. 
I know you think that's a, uh, a terrible thing for me to say, some people, that you think I'm supporting the NRA, and I'm not. I'm supporting what my clinically-based experience has been for over four decades. That, yeah, some people are wrinkled peas. People don't go and do mass murders out of, with kid hijinks or just because they're pissed off at their boss. That doesn't happen like that. People who do these things, whether it's Ted Bundy as a serial killer or somebody blowing something up, they have misguided ideas about the world and their place in it. Uh, some of them, most of them might be mentally ill. Quite frankly, some are not mentally ill. They're very aware of what they're doing. They have a very, very altered perception of reality than you or I have. And it fits into that. So there's an SS guy thinking he's ridden the world of these bastard Jews in World War II that are, you know, going to ruin his country. Or somebody's lynching a black guy because he thinks that uh, they're going to come and rape his daughter or something like that. Or some crazy thought that's putting his head in the South in 1930. Or whatever it is. Whatever it is. And then a whole bunch of other of these characters are wrinkled peas and they may be mentally ill wrinkled peas or they might be just wrinkled peas in terms that for lack of a better term are evil there is such a thing where people are evil they just it's just bad karma man it's a black hole they don't function on the same level that you or I or the majority of folks you know do and, and they can just do these things and you can search and search and rationalize all you want, and you're never going to find the reason why. You have to look at what they're doing. Now, how does it tie into guns? For crying out loud, go on Google, do a search, you know, about guns. The best gun for home defense, in case you don't know, is a 12-gauge shotgun and a pump shotgun. You can get one right now at Walmart. I think they're $99. And you can even get a video on how to cut it down to the legal size so it's almost like a, 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 you know, a sawed-off shotgun. You have all kinds of rounds and, and, and slugs and buckshot changes that you can put in those things. The, the amount of destruction that they can do is unbelievable. And you've got magnum rounds for shotguns and so on and so forth. That's just a shotgun. Now, if you're worried about, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, other kinds of weapons that you see on TV, like, uh, you know, M16s and AK-47s, you're not going to get an automatic version of that. The only thing that they are is they're a semi-automatic weapon with a NATO round in terms of the uh, of the um, M16. And, you know, they have bigger clips. Now, you can go again to Dick's Sporting Goods, which stop selling them or your local place and you can get a World War II Korean War whatever you know 50, 60, 70 year old M1 carbine that fires semi-automatic that's lethal that was used by the military you can get military grade weapons that are superior to the ones that are the military weapons today in terms of distance and accuracy uh, you know weapons from World War One that fire five rounds that are bolt action. But the other ones that are semi-automatic, that means as fast as you pull the trigger. They work the same as the ones that people are screaming about. You got to get, you know, get, get rid of that AK-47 or whatever. 
these other modern weapons, primarily, they have bigger clips and they can fire faster if they're on automatic like the other weapons could. But think of it. The other weapons from World War II, the old ones that are fully legal, that you're not even thinking about it, even a pump shotgun, you can fire out ordnance faster than, than you could spit. Nobody needs a Glock to go in and blow the place up. I, I know all the people who know about guns know this. You can get a speed loader for a revolver, and a revolver won't, won't jam up on you. What would stop a person who really wants to go blow up a school or, you know, shoot everybody up in a bar or do anything? Why couldn't he be loaded for bear with four or five revolvers on him? You don't need a military-grade gun to do that. My point being, there's a million types of weapons that are out there that you think are perfectly safe. The weapon is... Some weapons could give, you know, the, the, just, just more destruction, I grant you that. And there has to be a limit. You don't want people having, you know, crazy military-grade weapons available for, for reasons they shouldn't have them for. And that's just common sense. But in terms of other things that look like they're so much superior to uh, old, old-style weapons, brother, you've got you to understand that you're wrong with that. You've got to take a five-minute dive into the world of firearms. And it just ain't true. What's behind that weapon is a wrinkled P. And that's the important thing. We have to work on the wrinkled P's. And how do you do that? You work on identifying them. You you know, when kids are in school, when kids are, or when people are growing up and they look odd or they look weird, hey, man, you get a license. You have to take a driver's test and everything else like that to, you know, to, to drive a lethal weapon like a car. You should have to have a good background check if you're going to be able to own a weapon, period, case closed, mental health checks, whatever. And if you're doing things weird, if you're on crazy medications or something that could affect you, maybe there has to be a national clearinghouse of, uh, you know, informing uh, people that right now you might, just like you can't drive a car, if you're on pain medication, you'll get charged with driving under the influence. Well, Jesus Christ, you can't do the same thing with a weapon. Now, I'm not saying that's the answer. I'm just saying that those are the types of solutions that I'm saying that we have to look for. Those kinds of sensible things that don't deny people the right to have arms or the privilege to have arms, uh, if that's what our culture wants, but are a more common sense model. You're not gonna stop crazy people from doing crazy things unless you learn how to identify them and to try and limit as much as possible them getting their hands on any kind of device like that, even though they still will take a carving knife and carve your ass up or some other thing and do it. That's going to happen. Yeah. So sorry. That's the world the way that it is versus the way that we want it to be. That's reality. And it's always been that way. The last caveat that I have, the last point that I'd like to make is the other thing is that this is not the friggin' Wild West. We have situations where everything is road rage, everything is a gotcha moment, everything is, I've always been a 
a proponent against violent gaming and things like that. And people would say, why? You like everything, you know, all kinds of crazy things. I said, no, those things make you think it's okay to do these things. That Mortal Kombat years ago, you're ripping people's hearts out. Terrible, terrible idea. I know that, and I knew what was happening to me when I was in the military. And all you fellas and, and gals out there who were in the military, you notice how all the names of your purported enemies. In my day, it was you wouldn't call a, Viet, a Vietnamese person or a Viet Cong soldier a Viet Cong soldier. You would call him Charlie. I don't know what they call people now, you know. Uh, I'm sure it's some derogatory or dehumanized kind of a name. You have to in the military because they're trying to get you to do things that you've been trained your entire life not to do. Now, our culture right now has this crazy worship of all things violent and shock and awe and uh, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I like violent movies. I like shoot 'em ups and everything, but my God, look at the movies like John Wick, which I loved, and Polar with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. My Lord, have mercy. I mean, they're, they're killing people on a level that is unbelievable. People see this, and it's like cognitive. This, they, 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 you know, they start to be desensitized. To vi- the culture is violent, is what I'm trying to say. And it's got to change. It's got to change. We could talk for hours on this, or I could, but these are the things that I'm trying to say. It's not necessarily the guns. It's the people. It's how their mind is functioning. And we have to work on that part. We have to develop a culture that's more aware of things. We have to develop better checks uh, on people. And yes, there may be weapons that are not appropriate. And we have to have waiting periods and and, and periods where people are involved in unusual circumstances in their life, uh, maybe they shouldn't have guns at that moment. Or, you know, somebody checks on them to make sure they're okay. Now, you know, maybe those aren't the answers. But this thing where people are thinking that, uh, yeah, we're going to have a good gun control bill, it's going to change. That's not going to, it'll do something, I'm sure, but it's it's not going to change anything major, in my opinion. That's what I'm thinking about. And I'm thinking about it because you guys are smart and you have common sense and there are intelligent, good, fine gun owners out there. They're not monsters. There's people who like uh, their guns, like those of us who like to work on antique cars and everything else. And I know that firsthand. And it's just not fair. Everybody has to be judged as an individual in what they're doing. So I'm not for the NRA, nor am I against it. I'm not trying to walk the fence. The guns are just a tool. They're just a, just they're just something. It's the people behind them, which is my opinion. Just thinking, that's Stan Wangler. I love you guys. Be safe out there, and uh, let me know what you think about this. I'll be back with another show, real soon. Bye bye now. Tired of looking at the same bland gray walls? Do you want to brighten up your living room, your bedroom, your office, your workshop, or your man cave? Well, look no further than Routed Designs Custom Signs. Routed Designs Custom Signs makes the highest quality handcrafted wooden signs for your business logo, your favorite sports team, your favorite musician, or anything else you want to see developed into the coolest handcrafted wood sign made with nothing but the finest quality, precision, and craftsmanship. Routed Designs Custom Signs can fulfill all designs you have in mind. 
any shape, any size, with the fairest pricing you will find anywhere. Make sure you go check out Routed Design's custom signs on Instagram at Routed Design and on Twitter at bang underscore biscuit. That's on Twitter at bang underscore B-I-S-K-I-T. Also, you can watch all the magic happen on YouTube at Routed Designs and watch the master at work crafting the most beautiful wooden signs out there. You can also feel free to email Drew at routeddesignscustomsigns at gmail.com. That's routeddesignscustomsigns at gmail.com. And feel free to ask him any questions you have on any sign and any idea that you may want made and created into the finest quality wood sign out there. And for every 50 subscriptions on YouTube, Routed Designs Custom Signs will be doing a sign giveaway to thank their loyal customer base. No job is too big and Routed Designs Custom Signs guarantees the highest quality signs at a fair price. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure you email Drew today at routeddesignscustomsigns at gmail.com to order your custom handcrafted sign today. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue, keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Actual speed vary and not guaranteed. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.